Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona, Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right. Hey, welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, the morning edition on Monday morning. Hey, uh, I might as well say it wasn't the 24-hour Rolex. It was a 72-hour Rolex for Tom. Dave and myself, great weekend. The weather was perfect. I come back to rainy, cooler weather here in Alabama. I got Kyle Magnum over there all the way up in PA, and I know he's cold up in PA. How's it going, Kyle? Hey, Rowdy. Uh, it's going okay. Uh, weather's been decent here. It hasn't snowed or anything, so, you know, uh, a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, still racing season is uh, – in full swing, uh, just had the, the Atlantic City Indoor Race over the weekend and uh, the Motorsport Show last weekend and then the MPA convention. So, been a busy month, Rowdy, you at the Rolex 24, uh, me doing some, some Northeast stuff. And, uh, you know, last week we are lucky to have Ryan Priest on the show. Um, got a minute and 54 seconds with him last week. And, uh, you know, we have Justin Whittle. Uh, sprint car series or sprint car driver coming on at 10.05, 9.05 Eastern or 9.05 Central. So, uh, Rowdy, looking forward to the show today, uh, having Tom on, having Dave on, uh, hearing what they have to say, and uh, really looking forward to the show. Kyle, the weather was absolutely gorgeous down in uh, Daytona. Couldn't ask for a better better weekend. Uh, dry, high and dry. And so, yesterday's weather, if you didn't put sunscreen on early, you was in trouble. Luckily, Dave and I, swabbed and Tom swabbed down in the uh, sunscreen and uh, went out and braved the elements. Uh, I want to thank Talladega or Talladega. I don't know why I always say that. Daytona, because they're, so, they're just sister state, sister tracks. Daytona for having us down in the fan zone again. It was a great weekend. Our presence, we had a lot of people come by. It was a great weekend, Kyle. It's way I know I've already started with the ice bro, or the ice bow, but uh, the 24 gets you ready. I guess gets you pumping for. And in just a few days, uh, we got the uh, 75th anniversary of NASCAR back in Daytona. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, you're going to be back there in a few weeks. Uh, you're going to be back at Daytona for the uh, for Speed Weeks. Uh, starts off with qualifying. That's Wednesday, February 15th. And then uh, the uh, the Blue Green Vacations Duel, uh, Thursday, February 16th. And then uh, the the NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series race, wanted to get that right, uh, Friday, February 18th. And then, of course, the doubleheader on Saturday with the Arkham Menard Series 200-mile race and the uh, the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300. So all leading up to the Daytona 500 on Sunday. So 
uh, Rowdy, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, it's kind of the whole schedule for the week. And uh, the clash is coming up too, Rowdy. I uh, just saw the, the promo uh, during the NFC Championship game yesterday. So uh, Rob Lowe is the Grand Marshal, and uh, that'll be this week. So uh, we get to see some racing here before the Super Bowl. Well, Kyle, that race actually last year, I was kind of uh, wondering how that was going to turn out, but that was a pretty exciting race. I mean, uh, kind of reminds you, I mean, it's like Bowman Gray. You're there racing this in a stadium. And, you know, truth be told here, that was what Daytona Rising was all about, to make that facility look like a, a, a sports facility, and, and they did that. Congratulations on it, man. I'm telling you, it's a... It is one awesome facility. We'll talk a little bit more about how we uh, spent the weekend at Daytona for the 24 hours. And Kyle and then he's getting ready to uh, start his 2023 season. Yeah, I saw Justin at Motorsports Show last weekend. I just happened to, to see him and uh, asked him to come back on the show. Um, we're just waiting on him here. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, he, he won at Port Royal last year. Uh, oh, we got... Oh, we... Yes, you, you were breaking up on us there, Kyle. Sorry, Rowdy. Um, that's what happens when you don't have a house line. Um, but, uh, no, Justin Whittall coming on at, uh, at 10.05 here in a few minutes. Uh, just uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he can tell us how it's going. And, uh, you know, um, thanks for telling me that, Rowdy, because, honestly, I it's kind of a crapshoot with my cell phone. So, um, But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, I'm looking forward to having him on. I know he's looking forward to the icebreaker at Lincoln next month. And maybe maybe he'll be going to Florida. We'll have to ask him. Uh well, seat time's everything, Kyle. You know, the more seat time you get, no matter what it's in, it's that's what it's all about. And he's racing. Uh, he'll start off at track that I've been to, Lincoln Speedway. Yes, Rowdy, you've been to Lincoln, and I've been to Lincoln a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of what's going on, and. Um, you know, Lincoln's a nice little track. Kyle Larson likes going there. Christopher Bell, Rico Abreu, who's just who just got engaged, actually, Rowdy. Uh, Rico, uh, his longtime girlfriend of 10 years. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, he won at Grandview Speedway last year. Rico Abreu did. Um, Grandview's going to be back this year for the 2023 season. And uh, really looking forward to getting back out to some of these racetracks, Rowdy. If you come to Pocono, we'll definitely get you to Grandview because um, of the Kyle Larson Highland and Sprint Car Series race coming up. Uh, the Tuesday after the uh, after the Pocono race, so it's good timing right there. Well, Kyle, you you know another. Hopefully, I'll make the Pocono. Hang around a week, ten days with you. We'll make a, a circle around and I'll virtually, hopefully, end up in Watkins Glen meeting Daytona time. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, just, uh, sorry, Rowdy, I was trying to confirm with our guests here, but, um, yeah, Rowdy, um, Daytona, you know, I know you've been there. I've, Rowdy, I know you were talking about the project. Um, I found the super stretch, um, which is no longer there, uh, for the 2010 Daytona 500. So, 
Um, yeah, they've done a really good job with all the improvements and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a good, it's been a, you know, I mean, from what you've told me and what I've heard is, you know, a lot of good things and, uh, just, uh, you know, looking forward to another Rolex 24 in the books. I know we really didn't talk about it yet, but, uh, Colin Brown, um, former NASCAR driver, um, running the, uh, the art, the, uh, the Rolex 24 and, uh, Rowdy, we have our first guest on. We absolutely do. And I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite show, Justin Woodall. Welcome, Justin. Hey, hey Justin, I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite show. Uh, all right, Justin, you got, can you hear me? I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite show. Howdy, I think he, he heard some static, so he's going to call back in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, of, uh, sometimes with live radio, so uh, we apologize for that. Wow. But, um, yeah, um, you know, Justin, Justin's a really good driver. Um, let's try that again, I, Let's try it again. Let's, all right, let's try it again, Rowdy. All right, guys, cool. I'd, like to welcome back, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglot Show, Justin Woodall. Welcome, Justin. Thank you guys for having me back. And Justin, uh, the clock is ticking down. Uh, you got the icebreaker coming up on February the 25th and 26th. How, how are you preparing now for the icebreaker? Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm just kind of putting the finishing touches on the cars. Uh, we're gonna bring out. We're gonna start with the car that we finished or not finished with last year, but used halfway. Yeah, halfway last year, and then. Uh, parked it to use another car. So we're going to start with that one and then see where that goes. So, Justin, kind of what do you do during what little bit off season? What kind of seat time do you get? From myself, I get for myself, I get absolutely no um, seat time during the off season. Like most guys go to Australia or race something like the Chili Bowl or uh, late models and stuff like that. I work on the cars and go to work. <laughs> well, that's that's the way it usually it turns into work both ways. You gotta you gotta work hard on the car and work hard to get the car to the track. Uh work hard, play hard. That hey, that's my motto, exactly. Uh Justin, what what's your plans uh before the icebreaker? You got any Plans going south and racing any or? No, um, my girlfriend and I are. We're going to go down to Florida. We're going to go to Disney for a couple of days, and then we're going to um, go to Volusia and watch Volusia and hang out, hang out around there. So, it, would that be your first time to Volusia? Yes. I, I my first time was last year, and uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, Casey Kane, uh, let's see who, uh, Alex Bowman was there. What's it feel like to to be on the track with some of those guys that raced in the NASCAR that dipped down into sprints? Well, I think they're getting their feet well with sprint cars because when it, um, well, not, obviously not Kyle Larson and Casey Kane, but um, Alex Bowman, I think it's cool how they're um, getting their feet wet in, in that and it's good that they know, you know they're not going to destroy a car, but they'll race you clean, 
you can hopefully if you talk to them, you get like become somewhat buddies with them, and hopefully they can give you a ride. But I haven't gotten that chance yet. Now, you race with the wing on your sprint, is that correct? Yes. That and that gives you downforce to keep it pushed out on the track. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the wing. As, as the fuel as the fuel load comes off on the car, you move the top wing back to keep the ass planted into the track. Have you got one track on your schedule for this year that you're looking forward to? No, uh, I hope we can go to Eldora. I'm hoping we can go to Eldora. But we'll, we'll, we'll so, see. Yeah. I I kind of wish that car's home ground for the dirt track at Eldora instead of Bristol, but that they make the decisions, not me. Uh, at Port Royal, that the outer groove, what's it like racing at Port Royal in that outer groove? It's fun. It's definitely fun. It uh, it definitely costs it expensive to, to run the outside wall because you're tearing up mud covers or bending wheels or hitting the wall and breaking even more shit, which is a common thing with me. Well, as long as it can be repaired, Justin, that's all that matters at the very end of the day. Yeah, trying to trying to run that line fun. Just you got to be on on it. And at the right moment. Well, uh, being part of the PA Posse, what does that mean? Oh, it feels great. I still think I'm earning earning my uh, like spot in the Posse, but I think I'm getting there. Hi, Justin. You have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Uh, first question for you is, uh, you mentioned Eldora. Uh, do you have any plans on running the King Royals, the King's Royal at all? Maybe. We'll, it's, uh, we're still up in arms about it, trying to see what we're going to do, if we're going to go to Eldora or uh, Eldora, uh, Knoxville Nationals, or maybe somewhere else. We're just picking and choosing where we're going to run. Justin, it was great seeing you at the Motorsports Show. Um, talk a little bit about how that went. Um, how did your weekend go, and um, well, what were you able to get accomplished? Uh, just walking around, getting something to do, getting out of the house, just walking around, seeing old friends, and uh, that's about it, just bullshitting with some friends and hanging out. So you, you mentioned Lincoln coming up. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I asked this last time, but I'm going to ask you again. Um, the mid-March swing in PA, you know, Port Royal March 10th and 11th, Williams Grove March 17th, Lincoln March 18th. Um, I mean, what, what was your reaction to that? And, um, you know, what, what, I mean, what do you think of the outlaws coming to PA that early in the year? Uh, I, I think it's cool. It's definitely threw a curveball for me. Um now it means we have to be on our toe or not on our toes on our game for uh, um, when they come to town. So we we can keep them off the podium and hopefully uh, win win the races. I want to get an outlaw win soon, but baby steps. 
how like how likely do you think an Outlaws win is for you? I mean, you ran fourth in a night one of the Nittany Showdown last night. You know, the Posse took the first four spots. Uh, I mean, where, where do you think the Posse is right now? Um, you know, when you're comparing up against the Outlaws and the All Stars, I mean, I mean, you you guys have really you know put it to them recently, at least you know in, in recent history. For a while, it, I think the Posse was struggling to keep the the. Um, invaders off the podium, but now I think we're get the posse's getting stronger. Um, that we can keep them out off the podium and try to beat them every night. I wanted to ask you about the World of Outlaws race at Bats. Um, do you like racing at Bats, and uh, have you been there before? I used to like old Bats, but new Bats I don't like anymore. You know, it's kind of like with Bridgeport, you know, um, that was a bigger track, and then they went down to a four-tenths mile. Um, I mean, what do you think about Bridgeport? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I know you were on our show, but um, did you run that World of Outlaws race at Bridgeport? I don't remember for sure. Yes, I did. I was eighth quick. I won my heat race and started eighth in the dash, finished eighth, and then I just messed up on the setup, going to the feature, and finished like 20th. So, so what's that like, you know, being in the fast pass dash? I mean, what, what's that like, you know, being up against Larson? And I, I know Rowdy did t- uh, touch on it a little bit, but but what's it like, you know, running against Donnie Shots and you know other outlaws? What's that like? Uh, Donnie Sh- racing with Donnie Shots, he can read your car better than you think you're reading your car, and he will mess with your mind, and he knows like how your car is going to react and stuff like that, and interesting uh he's a good guy to race with he'll race you clean my last question for you is uh you know you you've been on the show before um what what what's the, the first few months looking like for you um i mean are you just looking to just race around in the area i mean what's your what's your uh what are your plans at least for the for the spring uh we're, we're just going to stay local and race race the areas and uh, maybe travel out a little more, maybe do a high limit race or two, and then do the cl- closer high limit races to us. And we'll, uh, we're just gonna we're we're gonna stay in the area. Maybe try to go for Port Royals Track Championship. Well, uh, being able to raise your car, that pretty much would make the success of a driver to be able to know what your car is going to do versus his car. Yeah, he, he Donnie's shots is very good. I wish I could get to the skill level that he's at, but I need a lot more seat time. Well, that's everything. So with Donnie on the track, do you try to get behind him and read him? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure more too worried about my car. I'm not focusing on other people's things. <laughs> So uh, maybe I should. Justin, let's talk about the guys back at the shop that helps you go round and your sponsors. It makes it all possible for you. Yeah, at, at the um, at the shop, it's me and my dad and my uncle Mike. They we work on the car mainly because my crew guys are from PA and we're from New Jersey. But they they came down for a whole, every weekend, every um, in the off season. 
not every weekend, like once or twice a week or a month um, to work on the race cars. Uh, Brandon, Tyler, Brandon, another Brandon, Kyle, they, they're my crew guys. They put, they bust their ass to get me going well, around the track when we're at the track. Well, you know, it, it's, to me, the best part of racing is to hear those stories where, like, you're still with your dads helping you, and you got Uncle Mike. Pretty cool to be able to hang out with your family and spend a, a good bit of great times with them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun hanging out with my dad. He, sometimes he wants to kill me for some stuff I do, but it, it happens. <laughs> Well, that's part of being a son and a dad relationship, Justin. Uh, yep. Justin, uh, I appreciate you spending time. Tell everybody where they can keep up with you this year on your 2023 season. I'm sorry, uh, you cut out. Where can they follow you this year on, on to follow you on your 2023 season? Uh, they can follow my um, Facebook page, Justin World of Motorsports, or they can follow me. I don't post much on my Facebook, but they can follow me at Justin Little. But we mainly post on our um, Motorsport page. Justin, I appreciate it. Take plenty of money to Disney because you're going to need a, a loan officer when you get back. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to spend that much money on Disney, but I have my old lady, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Justin, thanks a lot for being part of the show. Looking forward to Maybe having you back on after the icebreaker in February the 25th and 26th weekend. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll keep me in touch. I'll, I'll I'll come back on. Justin, thanks a lot for being part of the show this morning. We we surely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. All right, Rowdy. Uh we go from sprint cars to sports cars. And racing four hour, five hours versus 24. I'd like to bring on no stranger to the show, part of it, Daytona Tom. Welcome, Tom. Hey, it's time for Daytona Tom Reports. And I'll tell you what, Tom, what a weekend, man. Could, could you have wrote it down and asked for a better weekend in January? No, uh, you know, I was just uh, chatting offline. Um, great weather, uh, record crowd. Um, the uh, those GDPs brought a whole briefcase full of technology that we ought to talk about at some point. Um, you know, the the length of that race is approximately three thousand miles, and it was what uh, seven hundred and twenty something laps. Roughly, yes. At, at the top of the leaderboard yesterday, I kind of, as I'm on my way out, I looked at the laps. You know, guys, racing 24 hours and the way that uh, the finish. Now, one division was, he was a few laps ahead of everybody, but the big, the proto models, they just thundered all night, didn't they, Tom? Yes, they did. And you know what? What is really underrated here, and and um, I, I drilled into it a little bit, is those those GTPs are all hybrids. You know, Tom, I, on my way out yesterday on the shuttle, I meet most interesting people sometimes. But one of those guys 
was on that team as far as technical in the bat part. And I asked him, was there any downfalls to it? He said it absolutely worked perfect flawlessly all weekend. Well, it, what's amazing, there were there four different makes, and um, most of them all did very well. Uh, only one didn't finish the race. Um, but, man, let me tell you, this is a whole new world here. I, I, I drilled into it a little bit, and I'll just hum you a few bars of it. First of all, those cars have a rear brake-by-wire system. In, in other words, there's no direct um, mechanical advantage link from the pedal to the rear wheels, you, you've got a, a computer. You've got a, um, a computer between your brake pedal and the rear rear brakes. Um, the uh, um, the battery, the the uh, hybrid battery, is under the driver's seat, and of course that's a high voltage thing. So working on it is um, um, precarious. It takes about 20 minutes to change one, and um, they have a. Um, if something's wrong with that system, some lights come on, and they have a special hybrid safety vehicle area to go um, get the thing depowered before they work on it. Uh, it's it, 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 it's uh, you know they're taking voltage precautions. It's it, it's amazing, and I'll tell you the real thing that I was not aware of is they meter out how much energy those cars can do. Um, Somewhere I've got the number here. Um, it's 920 megajoules per run, and what what that basically, if you if I use my fingers and toes and break that down into English, um, it's about it's about the amount of energy it takes to move a thousand tons um, um, one meter. So break that all down. It's about 30 megajoules per lap, and and race control is monitoring that. That's all, you know, between your internal combustion and the hybrid, that's all the energy you can use per run. If you need more, you've got to come back in the pits, and they plug them in. Uh, you know, um, the, the technology, those cars, uh, the GPT or TPs, they look like a space shuttle. I mean, and, and they're crafted, they're, they're flawless. But those cars, at the, after 24 hours, they were beaten, battled up while they timed up. To me, I enjoyed seeing the cars come back in after 24 hours of a battle. Do, do you remember that Corvette we saw pushed by at the end of the race? Yes. The yellow Corvette? Okay, well, that thing blew a rear right-side tire at race speed. And apparently the tire didn't come apart. But you couldn't tell when they pushed that thing by us. Now you could. Let, let me share one other whisper I heard in the garage. Um, you know, NASCAR announced that, and I forgot what they call it. It's number 56 or something. They have a brand. Garage, uh, isn't it Garage 56? Garage 56 that they're going to take to Le Mans. Well, the whisper is is that that's a that's a test vehicle to to uh, soon to be coming to a speedway near you in NASCAR that they're going to develop use that kind of as a test bed and pull uh, what works what they think's appropriate off and run them on, on NASCAR you know like the single lug nut concept. Well, you know, <laughs> motorsports is involving evolving like the cars on the highway so. 
I mean, usually, correct me, usually all the technology that we receive in our own cars are usually tested on the tracks before we get it. Yes. Hey, hey, Tom, you have Kyle here. Um, I yes. just wanted to ask you a question. How how were the overnight hours of the race? Well, good. You mean you mean uh, racing quality or atmosphere? Yeah. Like how how was it overnight? Because you know we they always say everything happens overnight. Well, a lot did happen overnight, and uh, I'll tell you. Um, I'm glad I went back over it because, uh, you know, the 60 car, we kind of think that 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 Acura dominated all day, but those guys had some trouble. Um, Castroneves was driving it, driving it, and I guess he didn't have the handle uh, on those fly-by-wire rear brakes because it's still mechanical brakes in the front. He spun that thing out over in turn one and, and... Went to the, he had to come into the pits because he flat spotted the tires and went to the end of the lead lap. That's 60 car. So, and if he'd got lapped, he, if he'd, he managed not to get lapped, but if he had gotten lapped, that we, we might have be a different story today. But um, the other thing that happened to that car is they had a gearbox problem, and they had to pit and, and work on that, and it was a questionable whether that would make the end of the race. So that's a... Um, th- that's one example of some stuff that happened overnight, Kyle. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know. I know the 60 was the, the best car of the, the race, but, um, I mean, they were quick in the test and, you know, quick in the race. But, um, I mean, I know, I know at one point, I think Ganassi, uh, was up there as well, at least on the prototypes. Um, they were, I think they were, I was listening and they were running one, two, um, I saw Philippe Albuquerque also uh, got second there too. Um, I, know, I saw he was on the podium as well. Yes, um, I'll tell you another interesting stat: um, either an Acura or a Cadillac has won this race every year since 2017. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I call that domination in my book. <laughs> and we were fortunate enough to be at their pit when they. Uh, when the celebration started, and uh, it was a happy group of folks. You could you could just tell they all had watermelon grins on their faces. You you could tell they they knew they were winners. Everybody had a smile. You know, kind of comparing NASCAR to IMSA, when you walk down pit row, during NASCAR you've got an open pit uh, with all your stuff scattered out and you see from one garage to the other or pit style but in IMSA they have their own tent where they keep all their and, and they have a different delivery of fuel which seems to work pretty good yes everybody's got their own gazebo and um, it, it's set up pretty nice what, one thing I have to tell you I didn't notice this year was uh, you know the the Rolex girls walking around in driving suits? Got ones that hang with the drivers. I didn't see them. Never seen it. No, I didn't see That's it. That's disappointing. Yeah, but it's probably good racing. It's probably good race etiquette, actually. <laughs> Keep us focused on business here. Plus, we we have um, you know, we had a, a they recognized the women of IMSA. Uh, this weekend, and uh, there's women drivers. There's you know there's a lot more women getting involved in the driving and technology and management of those teams. Well, we were hey, right there on the counter as uh, hey, let me. We were on the counter as all the 
teams were filing out, and if you watched who filed out, filed out, it was they were a lot of ladies working in the garage in the pits. Yeah, two two women muscled a big cooler right right by us and lifted it in the golf cart. I'm thinking, whoa! Yeah, I, I, exactly. Go ahead, uh, Kyle. Uh, Tom, uh, I just wanted to go off to the Michelin pilot race for a minute. On Friday, I think it was Friday. Um, you know, NASCAR drivers went in that. Zane Smith, Harrison Burton. Uh, third was uh, Ben Rhodes and Haley Deegan. I mean, where, where do you think Haley's progress has been? You know, now she's over at Thor Sport um, going over to the truck series and getting the podium finish in that race. Uh, well, I heard, uh, um, speaking of that, I heard there was a fire at that truck race shop over the weekend. Anybody know anything about that? You what, Rayum Brothers? Yes. Yeah, there was a there was a post that I saw at least on social media um, of, of the fire, but uh, doesn't doesn't it, I, I don't think it was there was some issues too. I believe uh, Tom. Um, I'm not sure. I think somebody went got some had to get. I think there was some burns and stuff. So I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, but still. Um, you know, it's still not a good thing. You know, they just announced they were going over to Ford, and uh, this happened. So, uh, yeah, I did see that over the weekend. And uh, But, uh, yeah, you know, um, I know we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, – uh, oh, I, I know what I wanted to ask you, Tom. Uh, what do you think of them getting rid of the qualifying sprint races and going back to traditional qualifying for the Rolex 24? Well, I, uh, I'm a race fan. I like races. So, so I'll I'll come down on racing every time, but uh, uh, it's still it's still good to see what those cars do on a on a uh, qualifying basis. So guys, we're gonna bring in Dave Matthews, and Dave was with us also for the weekend. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure being here this weekend. This is uh, it was a lot of great racing going on. It's just a it's always fun to go up to Daytona and have a great time and, and get to see some good racing. Um, so, guys, well, y'all stayed up there longer than I did. The platform at Jim's Bar and Grill in turn three. Could you have gotten a better seat besides being in the <laughs> Oh, no, that that was fabulous. I mean, so Jim's a great guy. It's just going out to his place and standing on that roof is it's an amazing view. You get to see all the cars close up and, and uh, coming down the, through the bus stop and the back stretch and, and ripping through turn three. And you could really, uh, it was amazing to see some of those GT cars, GTP cars, uh, how fast they could pass the other cars. I mean, they, they were really dominating the race. I mean, that hybrid system looks like it's going to take off, and hopefully they won't have too many problems with it. All being electronics, sometimes electronics don't work the way you want them to, but it sure does add a lot of speed to those cars. So, Dave, didn't make, you didn't make last year's race, but you have been several years in the past. What, what did you think about the growth from one year to the next year, Dave? Oh, the technology's just taken off. Uh, Daytona Time was talking about the, 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 you know, the wire... Uh, length of the rear brakes. I mean, that's all software-driven, and, and, and you know, software gets developed over several years. So when you brakes lock up like that and you spin out, it's just, you know, they got to work on that a little bit and make the computers a little faster to handle the, the skids. And, and they have a problem right now with the 
the system not being able to tweak it for cold tires versus hot tires. So they they got a little ways to go on some of the technology, but uh, you know, Tom was we talking about some of the restrictions on the batteries and the limits on the power. Uh, right now, some of those cars are you know they're all throttled back to have a certain amount of horsepower. Uh, the L MP3 cars are pretty much limited to 450 horsepower. The LMP2, yeah, they go up to 600 horsepower. And those Gibson motors are much better than Nissan motors. But that battery system, and Tesla and those uh, developed it, they've, they've tweaked those things out. And the technology is, technology is tremendous. Uh, it's changed year after year after year. Every, every time I go up there, it's just, they're making the cars better and better. And it's just amazing that they can get them to go so fast and, and Every year you see something new. Between all the carbon fiber and the technology and, the, and putting batteries in the car now, um, some of those batteries have got to be in fireproof boxes. I imagine the track requires that because you, once those batteries, you overheat them, they, they take off, and you got to make sure there's a way to control that. Yeah, that, that battery sure. fire is, is a bad deal there. If you get one on fire, we and plus the carbon fiber. Once that stuff ignites, it, it's hard to put out, guys. Yeah, it's hard to ride around in a flammable vehicle. I mean, if you got a sitting on a gas tank and sitting on a you know, a car that 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 burns, I mean, you you don't have much time to get out of it before you're really hurting. I mean, you got to you got to have some way of putting that out. They have the extinguisher systems in there and. and a lot of technology to make the cars much safer than they have been in the past. Uh, the safety is really taken off. I mean, they between they always had the roll bars and the cages that they sat in, but the, now they have the, the, the automatic fire extinguishers and, and and the safety fuel tanks and and all the other equipment that makes the car much safer to be in. Hi, Dave. So technology has really come a long ways. Hi, Dave. You have Kyle here. Um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on the Rolex 24. Uh, what did you see, and um, what uh, what did you take from the race? You know, it's a fabulous race. It's just the uh, the race started out with 61 cars, and, and 16 of them, you know, got knocked out of the race. The rest kind of finished. Uh, but if you look at the, the stats on, on how they, uh, they all finished, I mean, the that 60 car completed 783 laps. I mean, that's a lot more than some of the other cars had finished. So it was quite a bit faster. I mean, it really dominated. So to see that car, you know, just passing all the other cars and lapping them, you know, that, that tells you how much better that Acura actually was. And uh, the Cadillacs came really, really close. I mean, the top four cars all finished within 11 seconds of each other after 24 hours. That's That's a pretty incredible statistic to see that all those cars were that close. I mean, if you get down to some of the uh, LMP2 cars, I mean, the first and second place guy was only like two one thousandths of a second apart. That was a real photo finish. So that was pretty incredible to see that and to have all the different classes racing all at the same time. Uh, I mean, it's, Gives everybody something to look at. You know, you can you can pick your favorite cars out, and, and you don't have to go with the the new uh, 
GTP prototypes to be your favorites. You can you can pick any class you want and follow any driver you want. Basically, this uh, Bombfest he he dominated. He, I mean, like the last hundred laps, he was in the lead. I mean, last ninety-seven laps, I think it was. So he he really did well. So that car was pretty much untouchable at the end of the race, and it it just incredibly fast. And the technology was, you know, what made it happen. He's a fabulous driver. Him and the other guys that were riding the car. Um, the uh, brown guy, he he made some incredible passes. I mean, he was extremely aggressive with that car, and the car just stuck to the track like glue. I mean, the thing really made some maneuvers that I didn't even think were possible on that car at those speeds. So the technology has come a long, long ways. It was you know, Fabulous night. They they did have some problems, like Tom mentioned, with the transmission and, and you know the oil leaking out of the transmission. They had to refill it a few few times. And the one thing I didn't realize is that the, they make them run biofuel now, and the biofuel is is bad for the engines. It gets in the oil and, and gums up the bearings, so they can't even run the oil the whole race. They got to change the oil mid race just because it gets in the, the biofuel, gets in the oil, and tears up the well, bearings. D- Dave, it's funny you mentioned that because I noticed um, they were they had a big oil canister in some of those um, when they were pitting those GTP cars, and what they were doing is they were just, they were cycling oil out of it, old oil out and new oil in all along with the pit stop, and that's the reason why, what you just pointed out. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I didn't realize that, you know, the, uh, you you put the biofuel in there. The horsepower in the car comes comes from the fuel. You know, in order to get horsepower, you got to light the fuel on fire, and that's where the horsepower comes from. The engine just takes that horsepower and, and puts it to the tires. Yeah. But that horsepower actually comes from the fuel, and you put biofuel in there. The biofuel doesn't have the same horsepower as uh, petroleum does. Well, remember, there, so there's a playoff with the, with the hybrid electric motor, so you might be able to get away with less uh, combustion power. Yeah, you can, and that's, that's, as you mentioned before, they're throttling that back and limiting how much they can put in there with the, uh, with the batteries. I, I got to hear yeah, some you, audio of a hybrid Beamer, BMW, pulling out of the pits on, on electric power, it, it sounded like a fleet of golf carts. It, it was incredible. <laughs> I watched a guy in a Tesla take a totally electric Tesla and go from zero to 60 in a parking lot in short amount of time. And he hadn't even left the parking lot, and he was doing over 60 miles an hour just through the parking lot. The acceleration the, is unreal. The torque curve is, is just different. Yeah, well, the engine's got to put, you know, all that horsepower into the pistons, into the crankshafts, into the valves, overcome the valve springs, and, and then you got to put it through a bunch of gears in the gearbox, and then back through a differential into the tires. So you lose a lot of horsepower doing all that. The electrics don't have any problem. They put the motors right on the axle. Um, what what I would say is I'll make one of these big 10,000-foot uh, statements I think we've seen the dawn of a new era here. I think this, this, what we saw in those GTP cars is going to change racing. And, and down to the smallest detail, 
I heard Scott McLaughlin in the in the A car, the LMP2 car, talk about he had he had his water bottle in the car and he spilled it on the engine control module, and the the car started not running right because he spilled a bottle of water. Now, now think of, think of that sensitivity versus you know those old thirty four hundred pound stock cars we grew up with. Yeah, the old stuff was. Uh was kind of bulletproof. I mean, you had some really big engines, some really big gears, and, uh, you know, all that stuff limited the speed of the car because it was heavy. It weighed a lot. And so now they're making everything lighter, and when you make things lighter, they generate more heat. You know, the gears are smaller. They generate more heat. you got problems with the oil because the oil gets too hot. So you have a lot of technology things that need to be overcome. You have a lot of cooling problems that need to be overcome. And, well, uh, yeah, you get thing- a lot more speed. The other thing that's going on here, I don't know if any of you have ever seen the interior of a Tesla. It, it's got one big touchscreen monitor. You know, there's really no levers. But there's computerized um, uh, control going on in these cars, and in the pit box is constantly communicating instructions. Pull this st- switch, set to this level, use, run this instruction, and IMSA is monitoring all this. I mean, I'm I'm blown away by the techno- technology leap we've taken here this weekend. Uh, you're exactly right. Hey, hey, and God forbid them spill Pepsi on that control panel. Yeah, man, we, we'd have the Pepsi right. syndrome. <laughs> wow. Just don't let Pepsi hear you say that. <laughs> so, guys, so guys, listen. We we after. We come out of the fan zone. We were going to walk over to Jim's to watch from his observation deck, and we stopped by the Cadillac display. That 1950 Cadillac series that was at Le Mans, it looked like a big boat, Kyle. I mean, I'll send you the pictures over. How it won the race, it, it, it really looked like a, that uh, Andy Griffin with uh, Jimmy Fleet come to town with that eight-door car. <laughs> It, it had a bit of you a boat that, tail look to it. Back even further, Rowdy, when they look at the cars they rode on the beach before they built the speedway. I mean, that whole race used to be done on the beach, in the sand. Yeah. Hey, I, that was pretty incredible. I, I have a question for all three of you. Go ahead. Uh, you know, with the news, with the the whole Project Fifty Six, uh, what were your guys? What did you guys think about uh, Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty collaborating with the Legacy Motor Club? Uh, it's it's the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. It's it's there's there's no more you know Petty Motorsports or Petty Enterprises, I should say. So um, I I wish them well. They um, y- you know you, if you were picking a race team, you probably couldn't pick any better minds. So I, I think they got the right guys to kick it off, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, sometimes the old guys are you know, stuck in the old ways, but uh, the technology is just going so fast that it's hard to get some of the, the old-timers to keep up with the technology. They just, they've been uh, out of the racetrack, race car for just too long, and, you know, there's too much software involved now, and, and it, it's... Software is different than hardware. I mean, it's, the old school cars were, were built by throwing all kinds of fuel through them. They didn't have the throttle plates way in the way back in the days. And, they, you know, you got horsepower by building horsepower. 
Now you got to use the aerodynamics. You got to use the carbon fiber. You got to use the computers and, and the anti-skid brakes. And, and the tires have gotten better. The brakes have gotten better. You know all those little things that nobody thinks about. You know you can win a race uh, just by building better brakes, going faster into the corner, and being able to stop before you hit the uh, hit the wall. If, if if I'm recalling my press releases correctly, Jimmy's going to drive the entry in the Daytona 500. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Carvana's going to sponsor the effort too. That, tell you that what, that's the next. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, that that race is coming up really fast, and man, that's going to be another uh, massive speed week that uh, I'm certainly going to be at and. Uh, Looking forward to it. Be interesting to see how much new technology hits the uh, the stock cars. Well, guys, uh, NASCAR have been paying attention to IMSA. I mean, we got uh, eight or nine races in Xfinity road courses and, and more to come. And then you take the new car tomorrow, the Cup car. Tom, it's pretty much designed for the road course. Yes. I, I, I hope they get that we, real problem. I, I think this weekend we saw uh, the future. You're, you're exactly right. Anyway, we've got uh, Lamborghini coming in next year. Two manufacturers are coming in. Hey, that's great. So, hey, a record crowd. What was uh, your high point for the weekend, Tom? Well, probably seeing that 60 car go from tail end to, to back to front so easy and so many times. It, it, was, it was astounding. And, and it, it do, that car dominated the whole thing, the roar and everything. It took the pole, um, Bloomquist. Man, he could drive that car like it was part of him. Uh, as I predicted, they put him in the seat for the final laps. Um, just a team that wouldn't quit. You'd think that they'd go down to the end of the lead lap or, or have a gearbox problem. That would have taken them out, but they, they dominated. Yeah, they really did dominate. And it, yeah, it, he was new to that car, so that it tells you a lot. He's a fabulous driver and they put him in a fabulous car even when the car ends up having to go in the, the garage to get the transmission and the gearbox worked on you know they they still came out and brought it back to the front that's how fast that car was so guys while we were at gyms did we not go through three cautions we went yes, through we several did. i don't remember the count i, I believe it was three Chris, me the most was on the restarts how they lined them back up into their groups and they within two laps they were scattered back out like they were before the caution yes and 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 those were some significant accidents and most of them happened over on you know turn one or in the horseshoe but uh i i went back and looked at the video man they scattered stuff all over the place uh, and it was mostly those um um gtd cars you know the kind of the the quasi stock cars in the sports car class so on y'all's way in or out yesterday y'all was on did y'all go through the horseshoe track the exit yes on the trail yes, yes. 
Did y'all see all the black marks that were the slide marks going into into that turn? Yeah, they went straight into the barrier. Yeah. I mean, he he hit that barrier, had to hit that hard. Boy, he laid the rubber down. Oh, yeah, you saw the rubber marks going all the way up to the wall. I mean, it's they when they hit those tires at the, the end of the turning, it, that traction can do two things. It can stop the car or it can turn the car, but it can't do both. You know, there's just so, not enough. You can't go can't go over 100%. You got so what you guys, got. guys, we're, we're, we're done with the 24 hours. Uh, final thoughts on the Daytona 500 coming up, Tom. Well, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to bringing my 1980s motorhome to uh, in to the 21st century here. That'll that'll be a, always interesting. But um, boy, I, I think um, you know we've got a year of the new car under our belt. Um, you know, we got a couple new race teams coming in. I I think um, qualifying in the duels will tell the story. I just hope they keep that single nut wheel on the car. You know, they they had some issues putting that thing, doing the tire changes. Uh, Had a lot of loose wheels last year, and hopefully uh, they've been practicing with that wheel gun. Get those tires on tight. As as Daryl Waltrip used to say, you picked a fine time to leave me loose wheel. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, guys, I enjoyed it. It was a fun weekend. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have to build a double-decker in the infield to hold the crowd. Saturday's crowd was pretty much nose-to-nose walking. I've never seen it that crowded, guys. I mean, Saturday, most I would say most people had to have went in the stands because if you looked at the stand, what was that, Section 500 back down at that end, a lot of folks is down at that end. Yes. In a great it was yeah, field was the the only the only parking spot I saw was the Porsche Club. You're right. That that was the only place there was room. Was the Porsche Club? All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, just thank you for um, letting us tag along in that one, Rowdy. Glad we could help you. It was an awesome weekend. Yes, indeed it was. Uh, we appreciate uh, everything you do for us, and, and uh, the show is great, the racing is great, and uh, we're looking forward to doing it again. Well, guys, it's pretty awesome to be down in the fan zone to be part of the celebration. I appreciate y'all being part of it, helping me out for the weekend, guys. Looking forward, looking forward for the 500, the Daytona 500. Be yes, there, indeed. Aloha. Hey, and just like Tom said, we'll be in the famous number three motor coach out on the main drive through. Out on Lake Road, Lake Lloyd sure Road, near uh, near uh, Red Thirty Eight. That'll be another adventure. I've still got my. I'm saving my cup, and you save your <laughs> cup, Dave. Well, I got my cup saved. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks a lot for being part of the show this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Thank you. Bye. Howdy. See you, fellas. Times like this, I 
think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. Kyle, it was pretty interesting to be part of that, to see the new technology hybrid come into effect. And you know how, oh, I'm never going back to a race. They're using hybrids. They didn't steal the sound of the cars. To me, they increased the racing. To me, I enjoyed the racing better. It, it, it really was pretty neat. Yeah, unfortunately, Rowdy, um, I did not get to catch the race uh, work, uh, unfortunately. But um did get to listen to some of it. Um, you know, uh, when uh, they were talking about the 60 car dominating the whole day, I was thinking of that race in 2013 when the 0-1 Chip Ganassi racing team led the whole race. And I don't think, you know, that car, like, when when you when you – Put up when you think of big performances, you know the 60 car yesterday and Saturday. I, I think of that zero one Chip Ganassi team. I know they've they've bet they're back on the prototypes now, so um, they're winning 2013. That was that was a pretty dominating race too. So um, glad you guys all had a good time. And uh, I know uh, you know Colin Brown, you know from the NASCAR days, uh, back road road course racing. Now I know that's his thing. So. Um, it's good to see some some good, you know, some some former NASCAR drivers seeing some success at other levels. And um, you know, I remember AJ Allmendinger winning with the 60 team back in 2012. Um, you know, uh, big big start to his year. You know, driving for Penske in the NASCAR side. So, um, but yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, this race, uh, big race, and um, you know, a lot of classes and uh, trying to get out to one of those sports car races, Rowdy. Uh, they're not, they're not very easy to come around here in the Northeast. I mean, there's Watkins Glen, Lime Rock Park, but, um, hoping we can maybe get to the six hours this year at the Glen. Um, I don't know how set in stone that is, but, uh, we'd like to cover an IMSA race, Rowdy. Um, you know, cause, uh, up in that, up at Watkins Glen, the NASCAR weekend used to have a 200 mile race for the, for IMSA on that weekend, either it was Friday or Saturday night. So, uh, looking forward to uh, maybe getting back to an IMSA race, uh, I do like road racing. I do like sports cars. I like racing. Anything with four wheels will do it for me. So, but uh, but yeah, Rowdy, uh, glad you guys had a good time. And uh, you know, we gotta we gotta get ready for the Daytona 500 now. Absolutely. Uh, we've got the winners from the deadline rooms. What we're gonna play? I don't. Kyle was close to an hour, forty minutes. Yeah, Rowdy, we'll just play it out. All right, guys. Hey, we'll be back Thursday night. We're going to focus back in on the Daytona 500 weekend. Uh, drivers to be announced, Kyle. Thursday Alrighty, night. Uh, going to work on some guests here. Uh, just keep in contact with me. And, uh, you know, we've done really good lately with the guests. And, uh, you know, having, like, last, uh, you know, thanks again for having Phil Alloway come on. I know he was down there. Um, Jack O'Connor, Mark Crystal for coming on Thursday night last week. Um, we've been killing it with the shows lately, uh, getting good guests. Thanks again for Justin for coming on today. I, I know, like I said, I called him a motorsports show and just wanted to ask him if he wanted to come back on. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, we've had, we've been doing really good lately with the show and we've been having some really sh- good shows. So looking forward to the rest of the year. I appreciate you being part of it this morning. Thanks a lot for, for the help, man. 
I see him back there. Thank We're you. ready for him. David Salters, president of HPD. Come on up. Come on down. Bob Barker. Perfect. <laughs> Step right up. Center seat, dude. Mm, okay. Okay, we'll uh we'll get our uh our post race interview started here uh with uh with David Salters who is president of Honda Performance Development which obviously uh developed the uh Acura ARX06 which is the first winner uh in uh, the new IMSA GTP era uh third consecutive Rolex 24 at Daytona win overall for uh, for Acura so David we'll get to, we'll get the question started we'll we'll go to Jennifer Fryer first and then we'll go to John DeGuise over to Mikey, back to back to Nate Ryan. We'll start with Jenna. Mike's coming to you. Hey, David, congratulations. Uh, to Nate's point, first winner, uh, how, how does that feel? It doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, um, feels unbelievable, to be honest. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a reason why. This just involves the hard work of a lot of people. And I get to ponce around here and look not good in a hat, so that's okay. But just so we all know, there is just an army of people who work really, really, really hard to do this. So the real privilege is to work with those people and to achieve days like today. And we all know it doesn't happen all the time. So it's just, was it worth it? It's, um, it's in two years. I think it's the best thing I've been involved with, probably. So in terms of the pure effort, we're not a lot of people. But, you know, thank, well done, Acura Motorsport. If that isn't a demonstration of precision-crafted performance, I don't know what is. So, well done, everybody. Well done, Orica. Well done, our teams. Well done, our drivers. It's just people. This game is not rocket science, by the way. It's just getting the right people in the right places and letting them do their job and helping them. So, is it worth it? Oh, hell yeah. And it's because of the people that you get to share it with. It's like anything in life that's worthwhile. If you can share it, it's awesome. So, yes, thank you. And, uh, and well done everyone here that contributes and all the fans and IMSA have done a fantastic job just to make a great show. It was okay, wasn't it, I think? It scared me to death. Well, you know, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, um, everyone seemed to think that reliability was going to be an issue and there seemed to be a lot of talk that Acura specifically was going to have difficulty making it 24 hours. Were you guys just lying the whole time? Did you know something nobody else did? Because you seemed okay. Oh, ye of little faith. Apparently, our car can do 24 hours. So we, we concentrated on, we were smart, and we tried to use testing and bits of tests, but we were a bit behind. But the faith in the people, you can see what they can achieve. So to be blunt, we did not know. Go all the way over to the left to John DeGuise and then back to Nate and then um, to Mikey. Congratulations, uh, David. Um, there was some, I think there might have been some dramas through the race with the oil flush. Um, can, you, can you talk about that and, and what you had to do to sort of overcome that, that challenge? One or two. So the, um, 
uh, again, it's why we go racing. So there is a really cool renewable fuel in this car. It comes with different characteristics. And one thing we are just learning now, you can get oil dilution with the fuel. And that's a new thing because it's brand new and no one's tried this stuff before. So we have to manage it. So you see people have been adding oil, changing oil, all that sort of stuff to try to keep the so-called fuel dilution underway. It's great because it's a new thing. We are cutting edge. People are finding this out. It's why we go racing. Our head of engine development has been in the back of the trailer. He flew in specially to keep an eye on it. We have a machine that we got specially flown in to monitor it so that we didn't mess it up. And apparently, we didn't mess it up. We had a few kerfuffles where we left some pit stuff attached and then where we'd normally just fill it easily was not so easy, but that's racing. But um, now there was some new technical challenges and we had to rise to them. So that's why you can see people. It's the same for everyone. You can see people adding oil, taking oil away and stuff, just to manage it. But actually, we put an extra effort. Actually, again, this is the bit that you don't see. So over Christmas, Father Christmas did not come, unfortunately, to HPD, which is a bit sad. And over Christmas, before, during, after, people worked really hard to set this system up, really exactly like the car. And we managed an oil temperature all over Christmas, trying to do 4,000 miles to manage the behavior of the fuel in oil. So that's the efforts that you have to go. But it was a new thing. So that's what we did. So lots of oil changing, yes, all for good, really cutting edge technical reasons. And we managed to sort it out. Because you have to, that's racing. You've got to sort it out. Is it something that you think that you can permanently sort out in the future? In, in, in yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was okay. just all new. Yeah. It was like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you know? At what, at what point did you know you would have to go end, do end, that? End of November. End of November, okay. Yeah, that wasn't, you know, oops. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but we, you know, that's what the challenge is, and that's the beautiful bit of working with those men and women. It, it seemed like the 60 car and the 10, to some extent as well, had a real pace advantage and also an efficiency advantage. What, what would you sort of attribute that to? Um, not a, you know, just superior efficiency. Okay, I think the lovely thing is now, none of us need to talk about BOP. It was the same. The aero box was the same. We measure the power on the rear axles and the weight of the car is the same. So sort of knowing that, when we grabbed the rule book two years ago, how do we make the best car? I think if you go and look at the car and the packaging of the engine and stuff, and the fact that we made a brand new hybrid powertrain, we just tried to make the best car to deal, to just try and you're looking for such small differences everywhere and we tried to do that within the framework of what we're allowed to do so the aero box the weight the engine power how do you just make the best car i've been lucky enough to work with some legends let's say and light and low to the ground is pretty good and in the middle of the car is pretty good and so you'll see some methodology about our car. It's much more sophisticated than that. And it comes down to weight distribution and it comes down to all the things that make a car. But the car is the sum of the parts. So we sort of concentrated on each bit. There's never a smoking gun in this stuff. There's all the bits of the car that go to make it fast. But we concentrated on each one to make the best race car we could. And I guess we did. Finally, were you, were you surprised that all but one GTP car finished, given all the hype and talk about reliability? Amazed, I think is the right word. I think it goes press. So I, I didn't know. But these, these are sophisticated cars, and it's not easy. 
for anybody. And trying to fit a hybrid in a place it doesn't want to fit and it's too hot and it vibrates and all the things you do on a, on a racing car, I think it's a testament to each group that they did a really good job and the suppliers of the hybrid system did a good job. You know, So it's not easy. It's... It's always easy to look and stuff. It's much harder to do. So, you know, well done. But I think it's amazing, the fact that we... And it was a fight all through the race. I did not expect that at all. So, um, at one point, I'm learning to wing foil. I started looking what the wind might be this, after, this morning, to be honest. <laughs> so, so, you never know. And you're thinking, I'm not sure how this thing's going to go. So, I was looking casually... <laughs> so, you know, you just knuckle down and you sort your problems out and off you go. Go to Nate and then Mikey, if there are any others, raise your hand. We see Henry. Henry, I'll get to you too. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Uh, I have two. The first is relatively simple, David. Uh, in terms of endurance testing, what was the longest test you did consecutively with ARX06 before coming here? We were trying to figure that out. In we We did the miles. We just didn't do them all in one hit. So we're, you know, we know, we know this game. So we did the miles. We just actually didn't really get the opportunity due to some... Well, sort of trying to get... It's always a balance when you make a car. You're trying to push the development as far as you can, but make sure you make it work. But I would always go on the side of make the fast car first. So we probably did in one continuous run, and I'd need to check with the car four or five hours. But we did lots of slots of that. And then on the dyno... We have a full hybrid powertrain. That thing did tens of thousands of miles, and the car did tens of thousands of miles. We just didn't put it all together, but apparently it's okay. Apparently so. Uh, the second is, obviously, you have quite an emerging star here in Tom uh, Blomquist, uh, and he just did an IndyCar test last year. You know, who knows what the future holds? What, what's it like to have him in the fold, not just Acura, but HBD overall? He seems like he's quite a talent. Oh, we love Tom. He's is a real deal, isn't it? So immensely talented, super smart, and uh, honest. But the great thing about our teams, the strength in depth is tremendous. But the, if you look through the sports car racing now, that's the standards you have to have. They, everyone has to be on the game. So Tom, brilliant. Philippe, brilliant. Ricky, you, you can go through that list. They're all superstars. Tom... Tom's awesome. His lapping qualifying, quite frankly, was unbelievable. One, one and done. That's that's amazing, isn't it? So that's um, that's the type of guy you're dealing with. But actually, all our drivers contributed because it's the lovely thing about this. It's a team. It literally is a team sport, isn't it? So getting them all together, and they all were at the highest level, I think. So go to Mikey, and then to Henry, and then uh, Graham. If anybody else has questions, raise your hand. So Mikey, right there. Go ahead. Uh, Mikey McGuire, Motorsport Week. Uh, John kind of touched on earlier, but you guys are definitely the, more, the most well-rounded car on the grid. Uh, looking forward to developing throughout the season. Are there any specific elements of performance you want to focus on, or you just want to keep building that well-rounded package you had today? We're still learning the car. So um, I think, again, car is sum of parts. We'll regroup. What can we do better? We did some things great, and some things we had to put to one side, and we'll see. Or some things we didn't do great, so we'll we'll have a review and figure it out. But uh, um, you know, how do you manage energy? Uh, the software of this car is open. That's lovely. Uh, that has helped us attract 
actually the next generation of engineers. If you go and wander around our pit stand, there's a very diverse young group now, which is awesome, to be honest with you. So we'll, we'll keep pushing. We'll find some areas. It's, and our teams are brilliant, and we're still learning a bit the setup of the car. They've made great strides, but you know, we started a bit late, honestly speaking. Go to the middle to Henry, and then over to Graham. Hey, David. Uh, Henry Payne with the Detroit News. Um, uh, Honda Performance, uh, very high profile in Formula One. Uh, Honda is very high profile in IndyCar in this country. Uh, what, is, what does this do for Acura to win a race of this <laughs> significance? Well, you, you all need to tell me. I think it is a landmark moment, isn't it? It's the pinnacle of sports car racing to show your performance. Acura is all about performance, so I think we just, you know, can't drop the mic because it'll thing, but you know, there you go. We we came out the blocks. It showed Acura's performance, um, and also, you know, it's a new age. It's electrified, all that sort of stuff. So, walk the walk. I think that's pretty good. So, very pleased for Acura Motorsport again. We're all part of the same group. I think Acura Motorsport showed where it is in in pinnacle sports car racing. Go to Graham and then back to Jenna. Over here, David. Love your passion for this. Uh, I, show I, I need a beer <laughs> to be honest with you. But carry on. <laughs> you're showing, I think, some of the emotion of the, the finish of that race. Just want to know what made you more nervous. Was it when it looked like the fight was coming from the Cadillacs at the end, or when it was between the two Acuras? You, yes. Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing we have teams that race. The bad thing is we have teams that race that you would never, ever want to, you know. We, we have to be sensible. We're here for Acura Motorsports. But full trust in those guys. And uh, now it was great to have that fight to the end. Um, your adversary, the, one, the ones we were racing, are really know what they're doing. Our top world-class so to take the fight to the adversary is brilliant, world class. And then with our teams, they, they, they were brilliant, weren't they? So, so I was not worried at all about the interaction with our teams, he says with a slight smile. <laughs> back to Jenna. If there's any others, raise your hand. We'll get to you. Uh, Jenna's right back in the middle there. Hey, David, you work a lot with um, Michael Shank, who puts a whole lot of pressure on himself, um, has a little bit of a complex about being underappreciated or maybe ignored. You know, What does he mean to you guys? Oh, Mike is wonderful. Um, the res results in racing, results speak for themselves. That's all you need to know. Two Daytona wins, championship, Indy 500. You cannot do much better in North America, can you? So, with the greatest respect, some of the things you said are not true. But so, oh, I think he does now, yeah. Should hope so, shouldn't he? <laughs> no, we all just work together, but it's again, it's people doing work. We're grounded. Today's great, right, tomorrow, what are we going to do for Seabrook? So that's the standard we set ourselves. But it's actually just to appreciate the people. Mike is really smart. He's got the right people in the right places. His team is tremendous. He has really knuckled down and built, you know, has taken his team to the next level. 
just go in this pit box and look what's happened. That's just the mentality of how can I be the best. So, well, Mike's, Mike's there. But, you know, all the teams here are world class. So, I have one final question for you, David, right here at the, at the podium. Uh, just uh, it came down to Acura versus Cadillac in this race, which is pretty similar to what we saw the last few years, obviously. Is that, uh, is that just by coincidence, or, or uh, can you put your finger on, on why that was? Well, again, I think massive respect to our competitors. Their class shows through, doesn't it? So, you know, so, but there, there wasn't much in any of it, to be honest with you. So massive respect to our competitors. They're world class, we're world class, we're all trying to, these are the biggest companies in the world, aren't they? So they, they definitely know what they're doing. So I don't know if that's coincidence or not. Um, also, we're, we're sort of game fit, aren't we? So both of us, between us, GM, we're game fit. We're in, you know, we've just come off the end of a pretty uh, hectic season and back to it. So I think probably the match match fitness, I think, is the right word. We're probably match fit. But that just means the others are coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> all I knew is uh, the others are coming and it's going to be amazing, isn't it? And, we'll, you know, isn't that brilliant for our fans, Acura fans, IMSA fans, other manufacturers fans and... Well done to him, so the sports car race. And I don't know, obviously people are on the pit lane at the start of this race. I've never seen anything like that. That was astonishing, I think. And it's real racing. Ding dong. Right to the end. 24 hours. I mean, how does that work? I mean, you would have put quite a lot of money on just staggered. Someone's on the lead lap. Someone's 10 laps down. And it came down to the very end. But that, I think that's a testament to the skill of the engineers and the technicians that work on these cars. It's astonishing. I, I'm massively impressed. But, yeah. Thanks, David. Congratulations. Go, uh, go celebrate. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for everyone's support here. So thank you. Thank you very much.